Hey everybody, hey everybody, hey everybody. Ruse Brews, here we are again. We just want to make sure that we remind everybody why we gather here at this podcast. One of the main things we want to do is make sure that everybody is optimizing their potential. We just want to make sure that everybody is getting into the core of their being and discovering and utilizing all those things that they've been gifted with. And we hope to do that through edification, exhortation, and comfort. I want to begin today with a short story. Imagine a sunny day in a playground, an eight-year-old is swinging on a swing and his nine-year-old brother is swinging on the swing beside him. And a six-year-old boy approaches. He's obviously impressed by the spectacle of the eight and nine-year-old brothers swinging. The older boys were swinging vigorously, you see, high and far and almost dangerously. It must have been an exciting sight to that six-year-old stranger. The nine-year-old jumps off at the, at the height of his swinging so that he can impress and startle and thrill the six-year-old onlooker. The eight-year-old slows down to a stop. And without words, the two siblings walk up to the six-year-old and the eight-year-old asked if the six-year-old would like to swing. Want to swing? He said, the little one nodded affirmatively. And the nine-year-old picked the six-year-old up, sat him on the swing. The eight-year-old gently pushed him. The six-year-old then squealed with delight and shouted, higher, higher. And the eight-year-old was a little too nervous to push him too much. Didn't want to really push the inexperienced six-year-old any higher. So his nine-year-old brother, the daredevil clearly, took over and pushed and pushed higher and higher until the six-year-old got scared and cried, stop, stop. The six-year-old got upset with the nine-year-old and the nine-year-old walked away frustrated at the six-year-old's cowardice. You know, the eight-year-old recommended a different game. And then the three began to play tag. The nine-year-old couldn't be caught. Nobody could catch the nine-year-old. But the six-year-old loved the perceived power of chasing the others, who loved running. So tag worked out for everybody involved. Well, in Matthew 18, the disciples are talking about Hey, who is going to be greatest in the kingdom? And they ask Jesus, who's going to be greatest in the kingdom? And without hesitation, Jesus takes from the crowd a child. And at this point in this culture, somebody over 12 years years old, especially over 13 years old, is, is an adult. So this kid is pretty young. You know, some people might say, oh, he took a, a, a 14, 15 year old. No, he took a child, small child, probably around the age of the characters in our story. And he said to his disciples, you know, except you be converted 
In other words, change your way of being, behaving, and thinking and become as little children. You cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. He went on to say, unless you have humility like this child, well, then you won't be the greatest in the kingdom. So what was he teaching? He was teaching a couple of things. He was teaching one, we got to change the way we think and behave. And we got to be more like little children in general. And then he was teaching something much more specific. He was teaching something much more specific about humility. And he was saying, unless you're like this specific child, he took one child and he said, unless you're as humble as this child, you won't be the greatest. In other words, whoever is as humble as this child will be the greatest in the kingdom. But he says that generally speaking, hey guys, you gotta be converted, change your way of thinking and become as little children. So it forces the thinking person to wonder what is like a little child. What does it take to be like a little child? Well, there are a handful of things. We're going to go through them really quickly. We're going to look at 10 things that children are like. This is not an exhaustive list. And a couple of these things might sound like they are redundant, but we're going to look at these things because we want to be clear about, generally speaking, what we're required to do with respect to becoming as little children. So one, the first thing is the obvious. Well, it's humility, right? Because he calls that one child and says, if you approach like this one child, you can be the greatest in the kingdom. So humility is paramount, is primary, right? That's the main thing. But then he has about nine other things that are generally, hey, here's what you need to do to enter into the kingdom. Never mind being the greatest, just to enter into it, right? Because you got to enter to be the greatest, <laughs> right? So humility is what takes you to greatness. But what gets you in? What's the minimum? What's the floor, the bottom, the base is this? Faith. In our story, the six-year-old believed he could do what the others were doing, even though he didn't know how he was going to do it. He just walked up to the older two. And when they asked him, hey, you want some of this fun? He was down with it. He was okay. Yeah, I want some of that fun. He didn't know how it was going to work. But he believed he could experience that faith. Similarly, the rest of us are being called, being required to be converted, to change our way of thinking. And we have to have some level of faith. We got to believe that we can have what other folks have, what other folks are experiencing. Not to covet what they have, but to covet for ourselves what God has for us. The second thing is trust. The six-year-old didn't question the older one's, one, ability to help him, or two, their intentions for helping him. He just trusted 
He just figured, eh, they asked. All I got to do is answer. The simplicity of a child allows the child to trust. And woe be unto those who take advantage of that trust. Okay? And in fact, in Matthew 18, Jesus goes on to talk about that a little bit. But trust is a quality that you find frequently in children. The six-year-old in our story, well, was particularly trusting, wasn't he? He said higher and higher, and the nine-year-old just pushed him higher. And then when it got uncomfortable for him, he said, stop. And so that leads us to yet another thing. They didn't keep pushing the baby. They stopped. So empathy. You'll notice if you pay attention much to children that they're pretty empathetic, especially with each other. Now, the older ones came to help for perhaps more reasons, but also they were once that six-year-old. In other words, they got off of the swing so that they could help the six-year-old to swing. Why? Because one, well, kids like to show off that they know something you don't, but they also want the kid to join in the fun. And they were once the six-year-old who could use a little push on the swing. So they understood empathy. A fourth thing is compassion. When he cried out and said, stop, they responded to the playmate's cry. They responded. They didn't let him continue to suffer. Rather, they had empathy and they had compassion. Another quality is being carefree, being carefree, right? Playing on that day, at that time, unperturbed by bills and jobs and plans and and retirement and do I have enough saved and how will I make extra income and how much are they going to tax my bonus? Will I even get a bonus or a cost of living adjustment this year? And what happens if the economy turns? Kids aren't thinking that. They are carefree. They're sort of living in the moment, enjoying those swings and the playground and each other. Because tomorrow, well, it's not promised. That's not why they're enjoying it. They're not thinking tomorrow's not promised. They're thinking there may or may not be a tomorrow. Who knows? They're not thinking that far ahead. They're thinking today there are swings. Let me enjoy. We got to be a little more carefree. Again, this is about being converted and becoming as little children. In other words, we're not carefree when we get to be way up into the adult years. We could stand to be a little more carefree, knowing that we're being taken care of. We could stand to be a little more compassionate to our fellow man, to our playmates cry. We could stand to be a little more empathetic. Empathy helps you to lead. We could stand to be a little more trusting. Trusting sometimes of people, but much more of a heavenly father who cares. And as people of faith, we got to have some faith. We have to believe so much so that we act like the thing we believe. But there's another thing, forgiving. The six-year-old held no grudge after he got upset with the nine-year-old. He held no grudge. He went back to playing with him. The nine-year-old didn't hold a grudge. He had a legitimate beef. 
The kid asked us to push him. We pushed him. He said higher. I pushed him higher. And then he starts crying. The nine-year-old had a legitimate beef. But the nine-year-old didn't hold it against him. In the very same day, in the very same hour, they forgave each other and went on playing. They forgave each other so quickly, they didn't even have to apologize. No crying on shoulders and long, drawn-out conversations. They just kept it moving. Something else that we see in our story is a level of fearlessness. Oh, children, sometimes they're so fearless, it's scary. That six-year-old said higher, higher. It was thrilling to him, so he wanted to experience being swung higher and higher, and he was fearless until he became afraid. (laughs) Fearless until he became afraid. Another thing that children have commonly, well, especially the younger they are, is they are unashamed to cry for help. There's a level of being unashamed. Sometimes they don't care what they're wearing. They don't care if they get dirt on themselves. They don't care if they get ice cream on their chin. They don't care if their hair is done properly. They don't care whether their socks match their shirts or whatever, or their belts match their shoes. They don't care. There's a level of unashamedness. And when they get into trouble, they can holler for help. Sometimes in our adult lives, we, well, we're ashamed to cry out for help. But we've got to become converted and become as little children so we can enter into this kingdom, into this existence of fulfillment as we optimize our potential. In some kind of way, we got to become less ashamed. Now, when we are humble, we're going to be a little less ashamed. Now, the last thing that I want to bring out is this. The six-year-old approached the eight and the nine-year-old, and he showed that he was inquisitive and curious and explorative. The eight and the nine-year-old, they indulged the six-year-old, revealing some of their inquisitive nature and their curiosity. It's great for us to be a little inquisitive, a little curious, a little explorative unashamed, fearless, forgiving, carefree, compassionate, empathetic, trusting, faithful, and ultimately humble. Not only will it get us to enter the kingdom, but it'll get us to be the greatest in the kingdom. So let's become as little children. See you next time.